There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. Last episode, I shared the true story of Helix Chiganmalunje being supported to do an outreach in Makanjira, Malawi. And God saved a professing witch doctor. Through God's power and the truth that Pastor Helix preached, that witch doctor was freed from his bondage and fear. But he was neither the last nor the only person saved in Makanjira. The title for that last episode was The Devil in Makanjira. But the title I've chosen today is Jesus in Makanjira. Makanjira is the last district a person can visit on the east side of Lake Malawi before actually leaving Malawi and entering Mozambique. Malawi is rather a interesting shaped country. You might almost call it funny. It forms a kind of pocket and Lake Malawi sits in that pocket. Within walking distance of the Mozambique border and so far away from the commercial cities of Blantyre and Lilongwe, the Makanjira district is very poor. There are no tourist spots, no souvenir shops, and no hotels higher than half a star. In fact, you are hard-pressed to find any Europeans or any Americans, even missionaries at all, in this district. Why? Four centuries ago, evil men came to Africa and began abducting people from villages. They then took these people and sold them as slaves to different parts of the world. Imagine being kidnapped and put on a ship and sent to people who couldn't speak your language and who expected you to do all the dirty jobs that no one else wanted. It was a terrible thing. The United States wanted to grow cotton. Jamaica wanted to grow sugarcane, and Brazil wanted to grow coffee. They were all complicit in the slave trade because they all wanted slaves to work their land. However, it was the Arabs that did most of the capturing and raiding in Africa itself. They would announce in villages, everyone in this village must become a Muslim or we will kill them or sell them into slavery. When the Africans heard this, of course, there was no other choice. They did not serve a god that was mightier than the Arab guns. To stay alive, they gladly claimed to be Muslims, even though they did not know anything about Islam or the book of Muhammad, the Quran. 
However, as the years went by, the children grew up hearing that they were Muslims. And then their children grew up and were told that they were Muslims. Until today, there are many people in Africa that claim a Muslim heritage because their father and their grandfather were Muslims, all the way back to the Arabs who came and forced their ancestors to be Muslim at the point of the sword. The Lord Jesus taught his disciples a different strategy. He said, Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Makanjira has known many serpents, but not many doves. The Arabs used the rivers and the lakes to transport their slaves from one area to another. That is why we see Islam so strong in areas along the Indian Ocean and along the coastline of other waterways, including Lake Malawi. Plenty of work exists in countries like Malawi, so much so that American missionaries do not usually go to Makanjira, which is an estimated 90% Muslim population. No, the missionaries are in many other places where they can work without the conflict of upsetting the Muslims. Besides, in Makanjira, there is no internet. There is no Mickey D's, no supermarket. Oh, you can buy a Coca-Cola, but it is an area without many modern conveniences. Unfortunately, it is also an area without very much spiritual light. Helix and the people from his church visited the people in that area every day. People who live in these rural areas enjoy what they call chatting. They have to fetch water and they have to weed their maize gardens or their peanut plots. But in the heat of the day, they will rest in the shade of a tree and simply talk. Many people were glad to talk to Abusa Helix Chiganamalunji. He was, after all, from the capital, the long way. It was very far away from them, and most of the residents of Makanjira have never been to the capital. They did not have cars. Most of them do not have bicycles. And, of course, it was much too far to walk. People were content to talk about the big city and imagine it in their mind. Sometimes, something is more wonderful in your imagination than it really is in reality. However, Abu Sahilix would chat about other things besides the city of Lalongwe. He spoke about the kingdom of Jesus. People soon learned that he was not a Muslim, but this made people wonder about his message. Many of the people of Makanjila did not know anything except trusting the ancestors or being a slave to Allah, which of course made you a Muslim. What was this talk that the preacher from the long way brought? He said that Jesus had died on a cross to take away sin. The Muslims teach that Jesus was a prophet, but not God. They teach that you have to try to please God, and no one can be sure that he is good enough. But Abu Sahilix was teaching people that Jesus Christ defeated the devil and died to take away our sin, which would guarantee God's acceptance. It was a new message for many. Every day, Helix and his friends were busy. Every day, people had questions. Every day, Helix opened the Bible to share with people who could not read and who had never heard the Bible before in their own language. Helix and his team had been in Makanjira now for a couple of weeks. In another week, it would be time for them to return to their homes. 
but people were interested in following Jesus. People were excited about the hope that eternal life promised through this new Savior. Helix was teaching them Bible stories and songs. It was all new and exciting. And of course, you had Bedford Machesso, the former witch doctor, giving testimony as to the power and authority and reality of this God. One late afternoon, Helix was driving that old Datsun pickup that his brother had loaned him to come out to Macangiera. And in the back of the pickup were a lot of people. Riding in the back of the pickup for these people in Malawi was like taking a ride at the fair or at an amusement park. Not only that, but Helix had brought a bullhorn, which he used when he was preaching to large groups. And they were playing in the back with that and singing loudly. People sitting in front of their homes were greatly amused as the happy band in the back of the pickup went by and they would laugh and wave. The passengers started a song with a rhythm and they were clapping. Jesus and Macangira, Jesus and Macangira, Jesus and Macangira. I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't follow the rhythm, but those were the words. I'm sorry that uh, you cannot be there and hear the catchy way that Africans enthusiastically sing at the top of their voices. They do not have radios very often or iPods, so they make their own music with their hands and with their voices. And on this particular afternoon, they were doing it with a loud bullhorn. Helix realized that they were nearing a mosque just ahead. He stuck his head out of the window. My friends, he called. We are coming to a mosque. I think it would be wise if we do not draw attention to ourselves or create a scene. Oh, no, no, someone answered. We are not ashamed of Jesus. It was a good answer. Helix did not want to cause a problem as he drove by the mosque, but he also knew that he did not want to teach his young converts to be ashamed of Jesus. Helix was a little concerned, but he drove on and said nothing more. Many people were at the mosque that evening. They heard the noisy singing and the jolting of the truck as it neared. They stared at the four-wheeled bandstand. Jesus in Macangira, Jesus in Macangira, Jesus, Jesus in Macangira. The chants were deliberate and direct, and the man with the bullhorn pointed it at the mosque as they waved and clapped. There were a few who waved and smiled, but there were others who frowned and stared. Who were these people, and what was their reason behind the disturbance? Helix brought the little truck to a stop, and people bounced out. Most of them made their way off to their homes. Some of Helix's friends went to prepare the evening meal, but Helix said he must first go and give a report to the chief. He had made good friends with the chief, and it is polite and expected to bring news about one's dealings during the day. Helix was not alone as they turned down the road that headed for the chief's house. But suddenly, angry yelling met their ears. They looked and beheld a group of enraged young men. There were six of them. They were dressed in Muslim garb. They were hot and sweaty because they had been running, but their tempers were hot as well. There he is, one of them cried and pointed at Helix Chigana Malunje. The driver, said another. They came charging in Helix's direction, 
Three of them had big machete knives, and Helix realized that the ones who did not have machetes were carrying stones, and one of them had a rope. Helix did not have time to run, but his friends did. He knew that would do no good anyway. Helix is rather a large man, and these were young, supple men intent on catching him. In no time, they had surrounded him. Who gave you permission to come here and attack our god? screamed one of the young men. He was dressed in white and wore a white hat. It was a symbol of a loyal Muslim. And Helix realized that these young men must have been at the mosque, which they had just driven past. While he was parking the truck, these men had grabbed weapons and had come running to hunt him. Now he was surrounded with no open door for escape and nobody to defend him. Helix told me himself personally, he says, Dean, I was so scared. I was so scared. I prayed. You see, he knew that sometimes angry young men do foolish things and then ask questions later after it is too late. These men were waving their weapons and they were serious. Come on, one encouraged his buddies. Let's kill him. Though Pastor Helix could feel fear, he did not act scared. No, he responded. I see nothing here that can kill me, he said calmly. This surprised the young men. Certainly, this man could see their machetes and their stones. Helix continued, I have come here to teach and preach, and I am not finished. And since I am finished, nothing can kill me. His confidence and his... His straightforwardness unnerved the would-be attackers a little. And one yelled at Helix, Who gave you permission to come here with this message? You see, they knew that if Helix had been sent to Mackenzie by the government or by somebody important, then they could get into big trouble for hurting him. However, if he was just there on his own trying to attack Islam and they killed him, they would probably not get in very much trouble. You are an infidel against our God, Allah, and we must put you to death, another one screamed. This encouraged the rest of them, and one of them swung around and hit Helix in the back with a long stick. Suddenly, Helix got an idea. He realized later that it was the Holy Spirit giving him the right words at just the right time. Wait! I am not preaching against your God. I am preaching against the devil, he yelled. Your enemy is the devil. Aren't you against the devil? It was a clever question, and harmless as it was unprepared. It was a curveball that Helix's attackers did not expect. They thought he would run, or fight, or argue. But now he was standing there saying that he was against the devil. They knew about the devil and the evil spirits. They knew that those spirits brought bad things, curses. Ah, but you drove by our mosque. You and your people were accusing our mosque and yelling about Jesus, barked one of the men suspiciously. No, we are not attacking your mosque. I am preaching about Jesus. Are you against Jesus? Again, they were puzzled. They believed that Jesus was a great prophet. Of course, they do not think that they are against him. I have never read the Quran, Helix continued. I am teaching the Bible, and I am preaching about Jesus. Oh, ho, 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 what is this? A voice from a small man 
walking down the road, called out. By now, quite a few people had gathered around to watch the conflict. But down the road came a little man with a Muslim hat, short of stature, but he was also the man with authority that was needed at this crisis. It was the chief. What is this? What is going on? This man is attacking our mosque. By our laws, he should be killed. Whoa, 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 calmed the chief. This man is our guest. I have given him permission to be here to teach our people. You, the men gasped. Now they were glad they had not harmed Helix. They would have been in big trouble. Nonetheless, they were still adamantly irritated and angry. Maybe they could convince the chief to condemn Helix. No, 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 let's sit down. Let's sit down and discuss, suggested the chief. Some of the young men agreed, but one dressed in white was irate, and he would not sit down. He paced around with his machete, very disturbed. Now listen, calmed the chief, when he had heard their complaints. Have any of you heard this man's teaching? It was a wise question. No, we don't want to hear his teaching. He is against Muhammad and Allah. We think his teaching should be stopped. How do you know that his teaching should be stopped if you haven't heard it, countered the chief. <laughs> it was a reasonable argument. But at this point, you may be wondering why a Muslim chief would defend an evangelical Christian to be teaching and preaching in his region. I'll tell you, it is because Makanjira is so poor and so neglected. Nobody comes to that area from the capital. The schools are poor and neglected. The roads are not maintained. The wells are not fixed by the government. The fact that someone, anyone, would come all the way from the capital and show an interest in Makanjira was well accepted by the chief. Yes, he, the chief, was a Muslim. But maybe this new preacher could bring business or resources or help to the surrounding communities. He was a poor chief in a poor district, and he was glad to have attention from someone who cared. I've read somewhere, Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith? I do not want anything to happen to this man. The chief was firm. In fact, I am ordering you men to be his bodyguards for the rest of the time he is in this area. That way you will be able to clearly hear his teaching and make better judgments than you have made today. But most of all, if anything happens to him, I will hold you men responsible. And I am serious. Do you understand? The young man had not expected this turn of events. But God is so creative in turning the schemes of his enemies upside down. Helix told me later, I was like the president of Malawi, because now everywhere I traveled, I had bodyguards. <laughs> the entourage aroused people's curiosity all the more, and Helix continued for another week to preach in boldness all around Makanjira. When the time came for Helix and his team to return home, many people had professed Jesus as their Savior. The chief had given permission for them to build a church building, Helix held a baptism in Lake Malawi. Many turned from their sins. Helix continues to travel to Makanjira two to three times a year. He continues sending the light, 
a national preacher, poor as a church mouse, but getting wisdom from the one whom he is trying to make known. God gives wisdom and brings salvation. And that, my friends, is good news. The kingdom of love and light. How would you like to see a photo of that baptism in Macanjira? Helix sent me a photo, and it's on the website. Even better than that is another photo Helix sent me. Once the chief had arrived and compelled those young men to sit down and talk out the situation, Helix slipped his camera to a friend who backed up from the scene and took a quick shot. In the photo, the young man is dressed all in white and can still be seen pacing around with angst and irritation. You can see this at cupofgoodnews.org, cupofgoodnews.org. Click on the link, Meet the Preachers, and you can see these photos from Macanjira. How would you like to go to Macanjira? It's not easy, you know, You'll eat bland food, maybe fight mosquitoes, maybe sleep in a tent. You may say, oh, that sounds like camping, and I like camping. (laughs) Well, if that's the case, God might be calling you to go to an area in rural Africa for a week or so. It will be a camping trip with eternal ramifications, I can tell you that. And if you come with Gospel Link, we'll match you up with a national preacher like Helix Chiganamalunji. Pray about it. I know our Lord told us to pray for more laborers. Right now, Gospel Link is involved with over 180 national preachers in Malawi alone. That tells me the Lord of the Harvest is indeed raising them up. You just listen to one of their stories. And that is good news from a far country. <laughs>